and this is Radio Wave with a friend of Mechigoria. Tonight we're going to share with you a piece of a broadcast which aired on November the 1st, 2018. And keep in mind, this was the time we're coming out of Obama's presidency. We've been in Trump's presidency for almost two years by that point. And we were seeing a lot of the things being rolled back that Obama had done that were against the church. And people at this point in time maybe have forgotten what it was like during that period of time and the oppression that was against the church that was felt during those eight years that Obama was president. So if a friend of Medjugorje was addressing the root of where the source of power was, but also where the source of the solution would be. And so this is a friend of Medjugorje, November the 1st, 2018. So we find ourselves again here to speak to you about many things that's happening. Many people have worries. They find everything they can to worry about. And yet, centuries past, man didn't have near the worries he has now compared to the pleasures and the gifts and the comfort and the blessings of which he experiences now. And yet he worries more. What is the reasons for this? Because we have a sensitive soul, a sensitive conscience. Sin can kill that. But even if it's not dead, it still knows something's wrong. Many non-believers knows we are on a bad path. This trail we've walked, we know is ending up over a cliff. So who's to blame? Yes, our sins, but also our leaders. Who is our leaders? What's happening with our leaders? Why is Our Lady coming to us saying all these things? Pray for your shepherds. Pray that they don't go astray. Did you know the Catholic Church has 3,160 jurisdictions across the world? There is not a geographic place on the world, on the oceans, wherever you have, that there's not jurisdiction. There's no entity out there like that. There's no country that has that influence. Nothing compares to the universal church. Contemplate that. It's an amazing thing. When you look at a map of all the jurisdictions, there's not one place that there's some Catholics, whether underground or above ground, and I don't mean dead, I mean underneath Russia or China, that has not got a bishop or directly answering to the Holy See. So if you're the devil, what do you do? What if you do if you're the Antichrist? You want to bring up centralization. You want to go to the church. You want to infiltrate the church. How do you infiltrate the church? Well, what you do is you do what somebody said with a lot of wisdom. Because so goes the church, so goes the world. So let's pick out, let's plan, let's do a planning session. If you thought like Satan, what would you do? Well, the Catholic Church covers the whole world. It's got jurisdiction over people in every province every corner of the earth. So what is our strategy? Where can we change the world toward a central system so Satan can do it by various ways? He picks out the secular, which would be a nation. He picks out the church, which would be spiritual. Which two top things there are in the world? The United States of America and the Catholic Church. Why? Because so goes the United States, so goes the world. And so goes the nation They can see these things across the world. So goes the church. So goes the world. So the natural target is the Catholic Church, not America first, 
And that's why Stalin propagated and birthed in the seminaries in the 1920s abominables. He knew he had to destroy the Catholic Church. But where's a lot of this start? First, you've got to weaken the nations, and the United States is a target. Quote, America is like a healthy body, and its resistance is threefold. It's patriotism, it's morality, and it's spiritual life. If we can understand these three areas, America will collapse from within, and from there, the rest of the world. Because it won't collapse without the Catholic Church. The one thing we got promised from God is the church won't be destroyed. But it can be severely, severely damaged. And so you see Satan's plans. I want to reread that quote after I tell you who said it. It was the founder of the Soviet Union, Joseph Stalin. Quote, he says, America is like a healthy body and its resistance is threefold. It's patriotism, it's morality, and it's spiritual life. What's the biggest church in America? The Catholic Church. If we can understand these three areas, America will collapse from within and thereby infiltrate other avenues. But it's got to change to the universal church, too. And first and foremost, that's why Stalin targeted the Catholic Church. He had to go away. He was the biggest enemy. America's the second. But it's combined together. So we have so many eras because we have the scandal in the church and we have bishops who need to be re-educated, re-taught how to have the right mentality. That's what all these messages are about. Our Lady told us, October 25th, 2018, you have a great grace. Okay, she establishes We have a great grace of what? Of being called. So the great grace is being called for what? To a new life. How? Through the messages. So we're in a rotten position. We're deteriorating. The church is deteriorating. The membership, Christianity is declining. And we have all this taking place in the United States and other nations. And she says, you have a great grace of being called to a new life through the messages. Where do they come from? I am giving you. So it comes from the Virgin Mary. Why? This little children is a time of grace, a time to call to conversion for you and the future generations. We're called to a new life. We're kind of something different, and the bishop's not giving it to us, and the hierarchy of the church is not giving it to us. That includes all the way to the top, to the bishops, to the priest. You say, oh, we've been too critical. No, we've had six bishops sign an accord in agreement with climate change that we have to be fighting this because the world's going to end, and this is something we call to action now. This is a heresy. This is a lie, and it's one of the greatest heresies that's going to be in the church in centuries. How do we have so many people that's in the church by this lie. How does that take place? Why? Because we accepted everything coming in the 1800s to where now we're in big trouble where we don't see truth. And those who are the teachers of the truth 
aren't teaching it because they themselves do not understand truth anymore and because they're scared to say the truth. They're politically correct or they're concerned about their position. So they trade truth for a lie. These six bishops are liars because they put their signature on something that is very easily disproven. So we see this truth for a lie exchange, but Donald Trump is not scared of that. He says what he needs to say. This clip you're about to hear, him being interviewed, shows that. I don't want to give trillions and trillions of dollars. I don't want to lose millions and millions of jobs. I don't want to be put at a disadvantage. I wish you could go to Greenland. Uh, watch these huge chunks of ice just falling into the ocean, raising the sea levels. And you don't know whether or not that would have happened with or without man? You don't know? Well, you're scientists. You're scientists at no, NOAA and NASA. No, we have, we have scientists that disagree with that. You know, I, I was thinking, what if he said, no, I've seen the hurricane situations. I've changed my mind. There really is climate change. And I thought, wow, what an impact. What an impact well, that denying, would make. I'm not denying climate change, but it could very well go back. You know, we're talking about well, over millions of years. It. They say that we had hurricanes that were far worse than what we just had with Michael. Who says that? They say. You mean well, the people, people, say, the people say that in the... Yeah, but what about the scientists who say it's worse than ever? You'd have to show me the scientists because... They have a very big political agenda, Leslie. I can't Look, bring them Scientists in. also have a political agenda. So there's a couple of things you can notice in this. One is they use the word deniers. And Trump says, I'm not denying it because climate changes every day. It changes several times during the day. But you know what they did? Because the verbiage war, we haven't caught on still yet. After all these years, I've been explaining it to you from this place, that they began last year or so, a year and a half, to start saying for anybody who did not believe in global warming, climate change is a denier. And that means climate change is a religion. You're a denier. You're not a believer. This is critical to understand your enemy. And it's always the verbiage word. So when she brought that up, a denier is making this a religion, and it is such. So what about the issue of icebergs and glaciers melting? First of all, the iceberg, when melting, changes nothing. The water level stays the same. The weight of the ice, if you put it in a glass, as it melts, the water stays at the same level. The water level does not go up nor down. Also, the glaciers, if they're on top of a landmass and they melt, yes, they will add more water to the ocean because it's on top of the land. But water is absorbed into the groundwater table, so there's no drastic change in the oceans. In Antarctica, the ice is 7,500 feet below the sea level. And if it melts, nothing changes. And they're saying it's going to flood the world, and it's going to destroy the world. Well, then God's a liar, because he said he would never destroy the world by flood again. And he gave a covenant sign for that. He gave a rainbow. So we got the bottles have taken that. We got the global warming worshipers who made it a religion and made it a God who's saying this, which are non-believers. Why is the bishop signing something like that when the Bible says that's not going to happen? It can't happen. This is stupid people in our church and sitting in positions of bishops and priests. Whoever you are out there for that, you're an idiot. And don't say I can't say that. Paul said the same thing. 
And Jesus was very hard with his verbiage. It's time you stand in your pulpit and reason things out because all this is reason. We're not going to have another flood. I don't care if everything melts or not. It's not going to melt because God promised it. You don't believe the Bible. And any bishop, any priest, anybody in the church, anybody outside the church that believes this is not biblical. They don't believe the Bible. And that's what we got coming up to show you the lie of all these things. Before we get into that, though, we need to understand the target of the Catholic Church and the idiocy of these bishops and anybody that goes along with it all the way to the top of the church. In the beginning of the apparitions, in spring of 1982, Our Lady said, My children, have you not observed that faith began to extinguish itself? Our shepherds have accepted things in the church that is destroying it and damaging it. One of those things we're living right now. She's asking us to do what she says to do so that you will not have to repent for what you could have done, but you did not want to. You're not in a spirit of discerning. You accept all these things. You accept all the advisors around you instead of standing up and doing your own homilies, your own sermon, your own research, and speak from your own pulpit. You have to go back there. What have we gotten from the church? You might be shocked to hear that the Catholic Church, the universal church, gave us feminism. The militant rejection of what God expected women to be. Your health care we have all these problems with now? Obamacare? That came from our bishops and our priests. It came from Monsignor Higgins in the 60s and the 70s, who wrote everything about health care. He was a union organizer. He was a street organizer, community organizer, like Obama. He was communist. This guy was bad. He was in every Catholic newspaper across the nation. I was steam even as a teenager reading about this guy. Go look him up. And he influenced all the bishops and the priests. But not only him, other people did the same. And then the immigrants. The immigrants that came here in the 1900s came because they loved this country. They didn't come here to do what they're doing with it now. This whole caravan, which is not a caravan, it's an invasion, is from the bishops. It's from your social teachings. You unlock your door. Throw away your key. Take your burglar alarms off your churches. Take them out of your house. Don't lock your car. Keep your key in it. If you don't do that, you have no right. You have no standing. You have no position to tell Donald Trump not to build a wall. Because you got a wall every time you lock your car. you got a wall you're putting up every time you lock your door to your rectory. Every time you lock up the church. Every time you turn your alarm on. What do you got those for? And you don't want us to be protected? You don't care about Kate Steinle, who was murdered, and the immigrant who should have been deported but wasn't because of sanctuary city in San Francisco and he kills this woman and then he goes to trial and because he's in a sanctuary city, the jury says he's not guilty. Oh, they say it ricocheted, but also the prosecutors messed up the case. This guy's a murderer and he's there walking the streets in three more years because he was a seven time felony, which he should have been deported through seven times and he had a gun. So that's all they can prosecute him for? And who's that come from? That is laid right on the Catholic Church. 
instead of defending and protecting us, our own people here, our own families, you've given us this. You're way off track on the immigrants. You've got a bad teaching, and you've got an invasion happening right now full of murderers, 80% men. It's not women and children, and it's the lowest dredge of the societies. In the 1900s, you had people. My grandfather was a worker. He came here to work. He came here to love America. These people are carrying a Honduras flag. And you're for that? Any bishop that advocates this and stands up in their puppet saying that and order your priest to do that, your congregation is growing in anger. Again, just like the scandal now. But if you stood up and said, I'm against this, Donald Trump needs to stop this, we need to build a wall, let me tell you what would happen. You would have a standing ovation. I guarantee you, and I stake my life on it, you would have people clapping in your parish. Finally, our bishops got it right. And they're not stupid anymore, because you're stupid if you're for this. I wrote about Monsignor Higgins in one voice, our newspaper, in the 70s as a teenager, that this guy has a bleeding heart for Russia. I sent that, they printed it in the one voice, and they edited the last sentence where I said, let him go fly a kite, was Russia's premiere. They took the last sentence off. They were already editing us in the pew back then. So the immigrant things you're way off. Divorce brought about abortion. You didn't stand up for marriage. Oh, you say, well, we're for marriage. You were dishing out annulments like gambling chips in Las Vegas. Am I being sarcastic? No, I'm being real. Then you get the death penalty. Jesus Christ, who wasn't against it. He didn't say, Jesus, this is an injustice. I have to die for a just sentence for all man's sins. That's case closed. They're people who deserve the death penalty. End of story. And then we got abomination. We got Supreme Court justices who are Catholics, and you let that go before there and change the meaning of marriage and pervert it. You wear this, and you're scared. You're concerned about what people think. We think ill of you in regards to your actions, not as bishops that we want to reject because Christ chose you, but you're not fulfilling your duties. you got to break out. you got to break from the conferences and making everything collegiate so that you can hide behind that. Well, I, this is the U.S. Bishops' Conference. This is the Italian Bishops' Conference. We all made this decisions. No, you make decisions in your own diocese and tell the brother bishops, I'm going to get this stuff out of my parish and quit trying to hide behind all the other bishops. That's where you're in trouble. The concepts of redistribution of wealth, which is taking away property rights from the bishops, from your edicts that you put out. Child's rights in education. We've lost that. You got them teaching in California about abominable lifestyles in kindergarten. What's the bishop doing out there? Well, there's one good California bishop. He's been putting up a fuss about it. But has he taken everybody to the streets? Has he gone to these schools and says, listen, we are not going to let anybody teach in public school anywhere. I want 100,000 Catholics across California. We'll come down here and tear this school up. You say you can't do that. Don't tell me you can't do that. I demand out of the bishops in that diocese in California to call all Catholics across California or either from other states to go down and tear the place to pieces, just like Jesus did when he formed a whip and he turned over the money changers and he beat them, the animals and the people. And you tell me 
The reason for a bishop to do that and lead that and call for it is not bigger than what Jesus called for. It was just about money. It was just the money changers. And it was about the temple. And you can't do it for these little temples of the Holy Spirit, these kindergarten kids. Go research it, bishops. That's why we're mad. You can stop it. You have jurisdiction. And you know and you learned when you're in the seminaries, if you're a bishop, you're over every single person, whether a believer, non-believer, Baptist, Jehovah Witness, you're a bishop over every single person and child in your diocese. You have blood on your hands. You get out there in the streets. You people in California or anywhere else in the country, you go to your bishops and say, we want you to use your voice to call us together we will get 100,000 strong, and we're going to go tear this school to pieces. They can't arrest all of you. Maybe they can arrest the bishop. Are you scared of that? You should be. If you go to prison because you let it get to that level, they're not going to treat you very good. I'm talking about the other prisoners. I don't want to see the military down to our border. I want you to call all Catholics and you bishops to go down there and stop these people. Why? Because we want to be protected. I want my children to be protected. The Kate Stanley's out there. All this crime that's taking place across this nation is a lack of protection from the pulpit. See, your problems is way bigger than what you think about. We're mad about a lot of things. I'm angry about it because you have the power to do this. If you called us to the border... Well, I philosophically against this. This is against the teachings. Oh, really? Many kings throughout history has done these things. Many religious, holy people did these things. They called for the tearing down the holy altars. Look at Maccabees, what they did. You say, well, we can't do that. Well, look what we did with the Turks. October 6th and 7th. The Pope went out and got everybody in the streets, and we have a feast of the Holy Rosary in October for a great feat. That happened. You say, well, they just did the rosary. No, they didn't just do the rosary. They have ships out there fighting, and the Pope did bring a lot of people out into the streets, but there was physical action, and the Pope supported it, and many bishops supported it. You don't support anything, and you say nothing. I've not heard one public statement, other than maybe just planning or twos, from a bishop of what happened to Kate Stanley. Because, see, if they say something against the immigrant who did that, they're going to offend somebody. Offend. We're asking you to start offending now. If you want to get any credibility, you start convicting. And that will stop more Kate Stanleys from being killed, robbed, brought to drugs, sold to drugs, and many other atrocities that we can't even mention about. We don't need the dredge of society to come in here. So you might say, well, I'm blaming too much on the hierarchy of the church. and No. We have allowed marriage to be changed. If you would have came out the week of Ogilbert case in the Supreme Court about marriage and said, any of you on the Supreme Court who are Catholic, you vote for this, the whole bishop's conference, say you want to do things collegially, so do it that way. We will recognize your excommunication. Do you think Kennedy would have voted for that? A Catholic? Blood is on your hands. You gave us this abomination. It's through you. And you can't deny it. You can't change the history. But if you did do that, 
and he did it anyway, you're exonerated, but you're guilty because you sat there in the sin, the great sin. What Vagano says is the sin of silence. And before he said that, we were saying the same thing. The sin is the silence. That's your problem. You've got to adopt what we're talking about. So I wrote in 2006, I had these thoughts, 2004, 2005, developing. Nobody was condemning global warming. Everybody was just accepting it. And so I wrote, look what happened while you're sleeping. You're going to hear a clip of a factual situation of how this has worked in the Catholic Church. And why did you not recognize it except you're so busy doing all other kind of things that mean nothing? The evangelization things mean nothing. We have so many programs that are useless and actually are outright stupid. So listen to this clip out of Look What Happened While You're Sleeping. And be educated, you laity and you who are the priesthood, which the laity is also part of it. And that's why we got to start taking charge now. Not in disobedience, because we need our bishops, we need our priests, we need the cardinals, we need the pope. That's all acknowledged. We're not talking about rebellion. We're talking about get off of your seat and get in your pulpit and start giving us the brimstone we need to confront the sin of silence. Chapter 10. We are at war. How do we fight? In the aftermath of the 1970s, after failing to get an Equal Rights Amendment written into the Constitution, radical feminists realized it was over for them. Disillusionment and resurgent normalcy had deprived militant feminism of its charm for the general public. When asked what the feminist movement could hope to accomplish in the future, Betty Friedan told reporters, I can't tell you that now. You wouldn't believe it anyway. It's theological. To simply explain a complex scenario, what happened was when the feminist movement failed, they realized they did not have the grassroots support to spread their agenda, but the Catholic Church did, and that was what was theological. The feminists did not believe in the Catholic Church, but many retained membership as a camouflage while revolutionizing from within. Sister Dorothy Olinger from the School Sisters of Notre Dame reflected in a statement what many nuns, and we use that term loosely here, were saying. We are part of the earth, and we must work out our evolution into the beings we must become in harmony with the earth. There flowed into the church women who were radical feminists. They joined, among others, many ex-nuns who had renounced their vows and loyalty to the church, but remained in the church to spread the feminist agenda. They mixed ancient wisdom of Eastern monism, goddess paganism, dubious Native American traditions, voodoo, witchcraft, and spirits of newly invented earth religions. These influences in the church did great harm and led to ever greater apostasies. As was mentioned previously, at the failure of the feminist movement to achieve their goal of the Equal Rights Amendment, known as the ERA, they aimed their sights on using the Catholic Church to parasite their objectives. So I'll pause this for just a moment to explain what the objectives are. 
their parasite, their objectives, was especially about global warming. This is when it started in 2006. Actually, it started before 2006. And so they wanted to set this thing up, even though they call it environmental issues at the time, that the granddaddy of everything for global control, another method, would be global warming. Environmental issues not only lost ground, but the movement itself weakened until five of the world's major faiths, initiated by the ecoists, were invited to Assisi, Italy, a politically correct move choosing St. Francis's hometown, with the plan to get the religious active in ecological work by the title they used in describing the gathering in Assisi, the greening of the world religions. The religious groups gathered in Assisi met with the environmental groups who orchestrated and put forth an eco-agenda. These different faiths were other major religions, but the Catholic Church was the major religion they were after because they knew if they established themselves just like the feminists did, then they would vein out to the whole world. Those gathered from the different faiths were put on a guilt trip from the beginning of the meeting by being blocked at the entrance of St. Francis Basilica in Assisi by a Maori warrior, dressed in all his battle array. Before any participants of this UN gathering were allowed to enter, formal apologies had to be made by all the faiths for the crimes that were said to have been committed that brought the destruction of indigenous people of the Third World. The psychological moves continued once inside, in which they went through more repentance and elaborate ceremonies and made a new alliance, all to the favor of the eco-agenda. In a grand scheme to hijack the faiths, just as the feminist movement experienced a rebirth once they became a parasite within influential areas of the church, the UN Religious Summit achieved a major breakthrough for the eco-movement by the same means. What has happened is you have allowed my church, our church, to be prostituted out to evil systems and evil people to be the megaphone for their cause. This is a very grave evil. That's why Our Lady is appearing in Medjugorje every day. And you think it's silly? You think it's stupid or too childish? She's a chatterbox because she speaks twice a month and sometimes outside of that. Woe to you because you're missing the time of grace and you will admit when you understand fully that the Virgin Mary has come to the earth every day because the church is in a crisis of such magnitude that Pope John Paul II stated in 1976 this quote, listen carefully, especially to you in the church who lead it. He said, quote, We are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation mankind has gone through. I do not think that wide circles of American society or wide circles of the Christian community realize this fully. We are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church of the gospel versus the anti-gospel. This confrontation lies within the plans of divine providence. 
it is trial which the whole church and the Polish church in particularly must take up. It is a trial of not only our nations and the church, but in a sense, a test of 2,000 years of culture and Christian civilization with all the consequences for man's dignity, individual rights, human rights, and the rights of nations. This is 1976. And he's not just talking about communism. He's talking about all of Christianity for 2,000 years. This is an amazing quote that was given in Philadelphia at the Eucharistic Congress, August 1st to the 8th, 1976. What else do you need, bishops? It clearly explains where we are today. You have to call us to the streets. Yes, we got to pray. Yes, we got to have the rosary. Remember, there's a man out there fighting, and you need to be doing the fighting with the rosary. Our lady recently said, I'm fighting for you. She will be with us. This is the time that we are to physically act. No more sitting in the pew. This is all documented. Donna Steich's book called Ungodly Rage did tremendous research. Yoga has never spoken negatively about, about bishops and priests. How much research have you done on it? Its origin. How much is replacing prayer now and yoga? And it's everywhere. And many of the convents have it. And many churches have yoga classes. You let that in your parish? You let that in your diocese? You're a bishop. You can order everybody, expunge this evil out. The rosary, contemplative prayer, meditation on Jesus Christ, on the Virgin Mary, on the scriptures. That's what we need, not yoga. But I bet in most dioceses, there's more yoga going on than there is prayer. Yes, prayer is increasing. Who's praying the most? Medjugorje people. There's no comparison to it. Yes, it was Fatima, but Medjugorje is the answer to all these things. And so that was a friend of Medjugorje from November the 1st, 2018. And so we have a friend of Medjugorje joining us tonight to conclude this broadcast. We know that we've spoken about the bishops many times. And you might say, oh, I'm tired of hearing about this. But I say to you, what is more tiring? Telling the bishops we want them to lead? Of which they don't. And that's where we are today. They told us once to endure, but we're enduring a church that stands for nothing, and when it does stand, it's only about apology. Forgive us of what happened to the indigenous people. Benedict said they were crying out for Christ. That's why Europeans come here. They don't even know the history. I am sickened where our bishops are at this point. Everything that's spoken about in this broadcast from two years ago it's about what they embrace and what they don't. They're embracing now climate change, global warming. I wrote 2006, look what happened when I sleeping to debunk this, and the church would embrace it, and they did, as you heard on the broadcast. Divorce, abomination, immigration, abolishing the death penalty. All these things are taught in our schools. They indoctrinated our children. That's why we have people today that don't even know how to vote properly. 
the greater majority of the bishops' offices are off base. They're on the wrong side of all the issues. Two years ago, somebody may have taken issue with these things, but now people are coming out of the woodworks. When I wrote about the bishops, blind to your wrong, we were overwhelmed with people supporting it. It's going into a book right now. We got it on the presses right now. You want to get this to every bishop, all the priests, especially all your parishioners. I mean what I said about the bishops two years ago to call the people out into the streets. Instead of stopping some of the Catholic hospitals, you should be calling people to the streets to block anybody that tries to close it down. Several hospitals literally closed down rather than standing up. Did you know the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, quote, It is part of the church's mission to pass moral judgments even in matters related to politics. Did you get that? That's in the Catechism. Whenever the fundamental rights of man are salvation of souls require it. The means, the only means, that the church may use those which are in accord with the gospel for the welfare of all people according to the diversity of the times and the circumstances. Jesus drove out all the money changers. Was he not in accord with the gospel? The diversity of the times and the circumstances? Diversity is a bad word now because they want respect of whatever people have in their perspective. Shame on the bishops. They should be calling all the people of the diocese into the streets, opposing Biden's agenda against life and family and in accord of the Bible. I don't buy any argument you can't go to the streets because that's no different than what Jesus did with the money changers. You heard me say your congregation is growing in anger. That was two years ago. And blind to your wrong, I wrote about the bishops, the feedback everybody we've heard from proves they are angry. They are upset with the bishops. Not mildly, very seriously. So we're going to be playing these broadcasts on Mondays in the past to show you what has been said has come to be now. And as always, our ladies' messages always speak to us with new perspectives, new thoughts, new insights. Take these things to heart. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night.
This ends the radio wave broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.